I feel like eating noises can go either way for me. Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because on the one hand, I could be listening and be like, oh, man, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm eating with you guys. <laughs> but on the other hand, I'd be like, man, would you guys shut up and stop chewing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Robbie. I'm Andrew. This is Campfire Chronicles, episode number 12. Yes, indeed. Cheers. We've got really? our stouts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Got our stouts. Stout? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I live in Indiana. Andrew's at my house right now. We started a little fire in the backyard. And uh, in Indiana, <laughs> you cannot a, buy alcohol on Sundays. It's a draconian law. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. The reasoning is that it's helping smaller local business, which I wholeheartedly support that reasoning. There's better ways to do it. I, I feel like, although in fairness to that law... We we found an awesome place. <laughs> we found an awesome local brewery we'd have never gone to otherwise. It had like outdoor themed. It had a Calvin and Hobbes mural thing. I'm gonna have to go. To a com- I'm gonna have to do a complete 180 on everything we said because I just realized that it did help us support local business. <laughs> well, I will say that you know a stout like like a, a cider or a light ale or whatever uh-huh. beer i don't know what an ale is <laughs> it <laughs> quenches like your this thirst is more of an ale isn't it maybe yeah. i don't know but it quenches your thirst whereas this is like liquid food yeah this is like. straight up liquid food it's like they took a cake soaked it in coffee and beer and <laughs> blended it <laughs> it is pretty good okay so we just got back from another evansville odyssey where we went down to Evansville, <laughs> Indiana. That town is so bizarre. We've oh, actually, before we start, I want to say, okay. if you're a patron on November 1st, the public release of the episode, you get access to behind the scenes mm. and commentary. Mm-hmm. So yep. mm-hmm. just, you know, be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty funny. Like, we actually, you, well, I say we, you actually cut together all the bloopers yeah. and put them all together, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm in the process. Of in the process. <laughs> I did want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, the bloopers are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And you can get a closer look at the whole show and yeah our thoughts about the episode and some of the behind the scenes uh our fire looks like it's dying should we pause real quick and build that up why don't you talk talk about evansville i'll build it up okay so we just went to evansville and we filmed a wedding so uh my other cousin she runs a wedding photography business and she was talking to the person who was doing the wedding is that what you say doing the wedding being having a wedding yeah, okay. She was talking to the person having the wedding. Being yes. <laughs> and they also wanted video, so they contacted us. And um, <clears throat> so it was really fun because not only was it me and Andrew working together, but it was me and my other two cousins. Because my cousin Danny, he works with uh, Joe Lee, the wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. So we were all working together, and it was really fun. That was great. It's it's. You've mentioned that Evansville is like a bizarre place. Where, what do you? How do you describe it? Like the, I call it the nexus of the universe. Yeah. So like this wedding, all roads lead to Evansville <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I I had zero conception or idea that this wedding was happening. The only reason I knew about it was because of your cousins, who got the gig doing the photos. Yeah. I get there, I'm on the party bus filming some stuff. I get off and this guy comes up to me. He's like. Andrew? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait. So he didn't even, you didn't even know who he was until after no, the party yeah, bus. No, yeah, yeah. Because he, he was like, do you know who I am? And I'm like, uh, and like, he looks so familiar. Yeah. I thought he was some kid from my high school, which I mean, in a sense he was, but I thought he was like in my grade. Yeah. And then I realized he's Steven's brother, my friend Steven, uh, this like redhead kid that I went to high school with really good friends with. Interestingly enough, me, Robbie and him all went camping one time. Yeah. We have footage of that actually. Mm-hmm. 
That uh, that was at Houston Woods in Ohio. I'll overlay some of that footage <laughs> right now. But uh, it, it's just completely random. And the groom turned out to be the brother of someone who was actually in my graduating class in high school. Wow. It's like Evansville of all places. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really weird. Evansville is a strange place. Yeah. I think they live in Chicago now. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual bride and groom. But they were just in Evansville because I think the bride was from Evansville. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it was a great trip. Like, I love hanging out with... So we hung out with my cousin Danny and then his friends. Yeah, that was great. My friends, too, technically. Yeah. But... Um, <clears throat> We had these burgers today. This place mm. called GD Ritzy's. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that? I thought they were amazing. Oh, it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The chili was just chili. Burger, but like I've never. Burgers. Have you ever had a bad burger? I mean, I. You know what's funny is I when I lived in New York, I used to go to a different place for lunch every day, and then mm-hmm. for some reason I kept going to this place after work. Mm-hmm. That was this terrible burger joint, but the burgers were five dollars for like a complete burger, fries, and drink. Mm-hmm. So oh, I thought that deal. was so cheap. But that was a bad burger. Wow. It was basically like a school burger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess school burgers are... But even those I still are enjoy pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like pizza, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's <laughs> Speaking of which, I got... I have these little um, flaxseed mm. cookie cracker things. Did that Sarah are, McLaughlin get the No, no. <laughs> um, but they're zesty pizza flavored. Oh, sweet. No, you know, it's funny. I was just... When I was on the toilet earlier today, I was reading about how... Um, like in and out Burger is supposedly overrated, mm-hmm. although the people who posted the article said that was a lie. But, but the person who wrote the article said Shake Shack was better, and we had Shake Shack, and I was not that impressed. Oh, do you have Shake Shack with me when you? Yeah. Were... Oh, I mean it was good, but it wasn't like life changing or anything. The way they talk about it, Shake Shack is the most overrated burger place mm. I've ever been to. Have you had In and Out? I don't. Ah, uh, crap. Have I? Is the West there Coast in... thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. I have. Like, mm-hmm. No, they they like just got to Texas a year or two ago. I oh, think. okay. Then I definitely haven't had them. I've had Five Guys mm-hmm. or Five Guys burgers and fries. I think they're really good. But yeah. Five Guys, it's like there's so much food that like afterwards when you finish eating, you feel terrible. <clears throat> I mean, is that any different from old? Are we too loud? <laughs> so we're good. You, we're not keeping you up or anything, are we? <laughs> No, no. no. <laughs> we got beers. That's it. <laughs> uh, no worries. That was good. <laughs> Normally, I'd be like, come on over, but we're filming up on <laughs> uh, Okay, so what were we saying? Uh, what was it? <laughs> Five guys. Oh. Oh. Yeah, like, is that any different feeling bad afterwards from other junk food? I suppose not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Five Guys is good. I, I feel like good. they have really good quality burgers. Mm-hmm. And they always give you so many fries. Like, five guys, they'll give you so many fries. And it's like, you, there's no point in ordering a large fries, because if you get the regular size, they fill up that entire paper bag with oh, fries. Man. Have you had five guys? I keep saying five guys. Well, so no, I've had, it, I've had it. I've had it. It's been a while, though, for some reason. It's, like, all over campus. Mm. Actually, freshman year, my, like, roommates <laughs> went there and... It came back with a sack of potatoes. <laughs> like, like the five guys near campus had this wall of sa- like potato sacks, and they really? just took one. <laughs> like, illegally, or they gave them to them? I don't know. I imagined they had no problem with it, because how could you sneak out with a sack of potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> well, they have sacks of peanuts there at all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Maybe that's a- what it was. Was it a sack of no, peanuts? No, it was a big sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, anyways... This is a. We've got this fire going. And I think that definitely fall weather is my favorite. Mm-hmm. 
I've been saying recently that winter is my favorite season, but I think that it's actually fall. The transition seasons are just, like, phenomenal, man. Like, Yeah. And it's kind of a shame, because, like, I feel like as climate change more and more happens, we're going to get less and less mm. of the transition. You know, I keep saying that, but I don't know if that's actually true, because, like, I I used to say, like, oh, man, what happened to the seasons? But then I feel like the seasons are still there. It's just well, okay, sometimes so you're busy and you don't notice On them. one hand, this... No, 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 no. no. But let me preface okay. real quick. I'm not at all trying to deny climate change. I'm not a climate change denier. <laughs> Well, on one hand, we've had an El Nino, which makes this year especially unusual. I've got these seaweed things, oh, too, sweet. if you want some. But on the other hand, this year has been record temperatures. And even with an El Nino, you don't get that unless there's some mm. larger trend happening, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Either way, I just... I want to be able to enjoy the season. Like, there's there are always people who are like, yeah, I would love to move to, like, California or Florida, like, where there's only summer. Mm-hmm. No, I'm all about the four seasons. Mm. Well, a lot of people say they'd like to move... And then, <clears throat> and then, um, just travel whenever they want, like oh, other seasons. Yeah. You know, go someplace that's cold. I'd do the opposite, though. Oh, yeah, I think I would too, actually. Um, but yeah, we really want to do some fall camping. Oh yeah, because it's so great to be cold. Oh, outside. In fact, I think we're gonna set up the tent. We're gonna sleep outside. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that's definitely happening. <laughs> um, you went to New York recently. Where did you and Andreas go? Oh, we went to um, is uh, near the Catskill Mountains. It was, was Harriman it? State Park. Okay, because we I went to some preserve with a friend. It was like it started with an M, but it's also near the Catskills. And like, I remember seeing your vlog, and there was a lot of like rocky stuff. And it was an amazing <clears throat> place, man. Yeah, I went on this trail. It was like just off the visitor center parking lot. You hike for a bit, go down, cross the stream, then you start going back up. Suddenly, you're on this big rocky ridge. Blueberry bushes covering the entire thing. Big, open, flat rocks, kind of like in Red River, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just see the hills on the edge of this rocky cliff. And they're, like, covered in fall colors. And I'd never seen anything like that. So Except- you've been posting pictures to Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've been unbelievable, mm-hmm. man. Like, I mean, it's like Instagram filters and stuff, <clears throat> but still. Mm-hmm. And, um... Hey, maybe I should post mo- more of those on our Adventure Archives Instagram. Oh, you, I thought they were on the Adventure Archives. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I posted, like, four of them in a collage, but... No, that was... Like, I'd always seen fall colors, but I've never seen it, like, on the mountains, you know? Mm, yeah. You know one of the coolest places I went to was when mm-hmm. I was in Japan and I went to the mountain? It was mm. Mount Bonomine. Mm-hmm. Man, it was, like... Something about, mm. like... <clears throat> The it, what was so interesting to, about Japan to me is like the density of everything. Yeah. So like, there's these mountains, but like everything's so dense. So like, there's like roads packed in, and there's houses packed in, and you got all these different rolling vistas. But for whatever reason, when you were talking about like uh, fall colors, I was just thinking about that place. The fall colors must be beautiful there. And I feel like. Another good thing about we gotta go to Japan. <laughs> oh, someday. dude, we really do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's that. Well, the logistics wise, that's like the easiest international country yeah, we yeah, can yeah. go to because we've got people there. And it's be so easy. Mm-hmm. It's just the price wise, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like a ticket's like a thousand dollars. I mean, we might as well stay and do. Mm-hmm. We could yeah. film a urban thing or something. Oh. Maybe we should just plan that as our next next big trip next year. Mm-hmm. That'd be huge, man. Make a ton of videos. There. That'd be cool. We could do uh, 
We could even do like retro game hunting mm-hmm. videos. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, you know it's funny. Um, Thomas and I recorded a podcast a while back, and it just well, first of all, it never got put together or put up, and second of all, it's kind of like a terrible episode because like our theme was disappointment, and it's like that's a bad theme to go. On. That's a terrible <laughs> theme, dude. But um. It's I like realized the most unuplifting thing ever. <laughs> it's a downlifting episode. I, I realized that I did, I've never talked about my Hawaii uh, trip that I took back in June. Oh yeah, you haven't. Mm-hmm. Well, you actually filmed that too with the intention of editing it. <laughs> yeah, the inti- I I will put it together eventually. But um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, um, <laughs> I'm just checking the levels. So, one of the best stories I have that I'm allowed to tell. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed so, to tell anything. <laughs> no, so I, I I went to Hawaii to go to this... Actually, it wasn't really to attend a wedding. It was just to go to with, with my friend Jess, whose sister had a wedding. But uh, I got into Hawaii a day early. So I had one night by myself. Was stay, like, I stayed at an Airbnb. Um, but I'm in this like really touristy city called Waikiki. It's on the island of Oahu where like Pearl Harbor and stuff is. Oahu, whenever people say that, it sounds like Wahoo to me. <laughs> Which is just like from the movie True Lies. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a very like touristy sort of town. Um, and I just wanted to like find something a little different, you know? So I started wandering. Like, So you got the beach and you got all the strips like in front of it with like big restaurants. Denny's and Hard Rock Cafe, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. people go there on vacation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I wandered like into some alley and... There was, like, a little bar, and I was like, wow, this is, like, a cool little dive bar. Like, I didn't think I'd find a dive bar here. Mm-hmm. So I walk in. It's, like, re- literally one little room. It's got the bar and, like, a, three booths, people sitting all around. <clears throat> Very colorful place, like, lots of colored lights. And I sit down, and I ask for a beer, and then this, like, really hunky-looking Asian dude, like, me if I were ripped and a little older, <laughs> and Tanner, comes over to me and, like, starts rubbing my back, and I'm like... Wait a minute. <laughs> what bar is this? <laughs> he starts, like, rubbing on me, and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm straight. Like, I totally would if I weren't. Like, <laughs> um, Turned out to be a gay bar, but it was, like, such a cool little place. And uh, we had some drinks with them. I talked with them. And then afterwards, they took me to another gay bar, like, a little bit, like, maybe two blocks away. And, man, that was really fun just to, like, meet locals, like, People who just live there know the culture and do things that they do, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, That's so hilariously fun. <laughs> and, you know, I think Rick Steves actually talks about that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a travel show guy, and he does uh, guides and stuff. But the our tours, but it's he's always talking about living as a local yeah. and, like, trying to meet locals. And then, like, that's such a cool it thing. It seems and so daunting. Like, it's, to me. it's easier than it thinks oh, yeah. when you think, you know? If you so just go. Bars are, like, the best place to do it. Because everyone's already, like, yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, when I was in Japan, like, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually see a vlog oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Of that. The guy. Yeah, I just went to some random, like, little. Uh, they call them yakiniku, which mm-hmm. means, like, grilled meat, but they're, like, little place a uh, little restaurants where you can go get grilled all sorts of grilled meat and then you drink beer mm-hmm. and then you get drunk with other salarymen which are basically just japanese office workers mm-hmm. but i went there and then just some random japanese dude was like hey you want to sit and drink beer and i was like yes i do <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think spurred that like is that a thing that happens a lot in the culture or 
Well, so I think especially you're a tourist, or especially if you're a foreigner, mm-hmm. and like I went to a place that I guarantee only locals go to. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw there's some dude here mm-hmm. who is clearly not a local. Mm-hmm. We got to invite him into the circle, mm-hmm. and that's what we did. It was awesome. It's it probably cool. a lot easier to spot a local in Japan than in America. Mm, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> actually, it's funny. I this haircut. <laughs> Every time before my season, new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> before season two, which is how I <laughs> time. Like every every time I'd go to like a Chinese restaurant or a Chinese market, they would already know that I was a USA or an ABC, American mm-hmm. born Chinese. Uh huh. Ever since getting this haircut, they assume that I'm an international student. And they like start talking to me in Chinese, and I'm like, "Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that." That's because they're so much more stylish. <laughs> but uh, no, meeting locals is the best. Like, something I've been thinking about is what is what is fun to do when you travel? Because a lot of times the things I come up with, okay, so there's like wilderness stuff I always like, um, museums I like, and then after that it's like beer and drinking. And then I realize after Hawaii, like I love just talking to locals. Mm, that, yeah, it's really but fun. What else is there, like in travel? Well, for me, it's like exploring. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like pick a direction and just go, mm-hmm. and then just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then if something looks cool, go investigate it. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if like uh, there's nothing going to come out of it, like you're not going to buy anything, you're not going to meet anybody, whatever. Just go somewhere that looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then just find somewhere new. You know. You know, one thing I love is, like, thinking about... It's a really weird thing I think about, but it's, like, thinking about the mundane stuff that exists in completely different worlds. So, like, Mm. you go halfway around the world and go to some mundane street alley or something that, like, nobody gives a second thought to. Right, right. But somehow, like, it's so weird being there, like, in a completely different place. And, like, like going to Paris, you know, obviously there's the Eiffel Tower, there's the Arch or whatever... But imagine just, like, seeing some mundane little, like, industrial park in France just outside of Paris or something. Just, like, even something, like, as simple as, like, uh, some trash cans, right? Yeah. Like, just, like, the the difference of a trash can in a foreign place versus your home. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, like, it's everything's different. And it's, like, so cool to, like, soak up all the different cultures and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... Because I feel like when you do the big stuff that are like touristy attractions then uh-huh. you're just like scratching it on the surface you know mm-hmm. and maybe like somehow going to these mundane places you get a taste for like what it's like to just live there well i think um i think when i traveled in the past like when i was a kid mm-hmm. and basically when i wasn't in charge of the traveling right yeah, yeah. i felt like if we didn't go to all the big places mm-hmm. that everybody's supposed to go to, like New York would be like uh, Statue of Liberty, yeah, and then Paris would be like the Eiffel Tower yeah. and all that stuff. If you didn't go to there, go there, you felt like you weren't you didn't get doing it properly, yeah. you know. But I feel like more than that, now what I value is just going and immersing yourself in anything. Yeah, just the fact that you're there and that it, it just the experience as a whole is much more important than the specific the specifics of anything and like that's the philosophy applied to wilderness because it's like you can go to a huge big name national park but if you just drive to things that everyone knows about mm-hmm. that's it's fun but like 
being in the backcountry in Yellowstone. Oh man, oh, yeah, man. Was, it's so great, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like it was funny too because when you looked up the Yellowstone route, yeah, yeah, people who I think you asked on Reddit, right? Thomas did, but yeah, okay. He asked on Reddit, "Is like, what do you think of this trail?" And people said, "Oh, it's kind of boring." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. We went there and were like blown away. Yeah. So I think a lot of times it's just like expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And like our expectations were. I don't know what our expectations were. There's zero. <laughs> See, I think I think like a lot of people, they have this idea that the the thing you get out of a trip is like what you see versus and like some of it is what you see, but I think they think it's what you see versus what you experience. Like they Mm-mm. like you go to Japan, you go to some random town no one's heard of. Yeah, like you didn't see something really spectacular, maybe, but your interactions with the locals and you're like eating of the actual food right you know, right like right right yeah, yeah matters man like you know what's so funny is like um i think i don't know if other people have this mm-hmm. i know you and i certainly have this but it's sometimes i get this sense that like i just still haven't like i'm not living my life yet mm. like i'm like oh if only i have this if only i had that i think lots yeah, of people yeah, yeah. i had that to varying degrees at different times like right now i don't have that but right i've certainly had that thought before like oh if only i did this then, man, I would just be really doing it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that, especially when it comes to something like travel or the wilderness, it's just like, man, that experience, that the simple experience of making fast noodles mm. at your campsite, that is the whole point of the trip. Yeah. Like, that's like not the point of the trip and the point of the trip at the same time. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you know what I mean. Are you referring to like Yellowstone noodles or? Uh, no, I just <laughs> I just use fast noodles as an, as an example. Yeah, no, it's it's but it's just about... like it's every single little moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes the trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in the wilderness, man. It's like like our very first backpacking trip to Shenandoah. I remember thinking like, you know, there's nothing extremely spectacular, but the feeling you have just being out there completely free that's what that's what it's all about that is what it's all about man okay here's a question i've often thought about though is hold on oh i'm gonna hold you for a second we're gonna go refill our glasses get this fire stoked (laughs) and then we're gonna continue sounds good (laughs) okay and we're back i just realized this is the first campfire chronicles or we're actually next to a campfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the way to do it. <laughs> this is totally the way to do it. Like, I don't know if this is more enjoyable to listen to slash watch, but it's but certainly it's... <laughs> more enjoyable to record. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, what I was going to ask you before the break. Mm. So we were talking about travel. If you... Actually, I guess it sort of does apply to you, but you probably haven't done this, but... If you had someone from another country come to America and ask you, take me to, like, authentic American restaurants. Give me the authentic American experience. Oh, okay. Well, you know, like, as far as, like, a restaurant, you know, I could take them to, like, a a place like, uh, God, I can't remember what that place is called. But there's just, like, local continental style, you know, and they got burgers, they got steaks. No, no, no. Just like, um, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like, it's just American continental, but a local place. So not like a Applebee's mm-hmm. or a Chili's. Although yeah, that would okay, be yeah. more or less American. Um, <clears throat> but where I would really take them, like if you ask me mm-hmm. specifically, I would take them to Puccini's. Not for the restaurant experience, but for like authentic American pizza. Wait, what is that? 
It's a pizza place. Oh, okay. It's just local to Indiana, but mm. it's like my favorite pizza place. But um, like as far as like an experience, mm-hmm. I'd probably, man, where would I take them? I don't know. I mean, I would take them to just like one of the chains. Like as sad as it is, like American uh, restaurants, like off, especially here, mm-hmm. like the main thing are chains. Like at least for me, because I don't go to that many restaurants, maybe I would look for a local restaurant that I could take them to. Yeah, what, yeah. Why did you ask the question? No, because it, it is such a nebula. Like you go to another country and you're like, I know exactly where I need to go. I need to go to some local restaurant that serves this culture's food. Mm. America is such a nebulous place. And I think it's two reasons. One is when we think of American culture, a lot of times we think of like European culture, which is all different for European countries blended together. Mm. And we're not real. And there's so like all of so many of the chains originate from America. So you can't take them there. Cause like, yeah, it's American, but it's a chain, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think like, the other thing is, I, I think we forget that America is made up of other cultures. Yeah, that's so, true. Like, I, I'm thinking of Columbus and how there's a big Somali population. I'd, I'd have to take someone to a Somali restaurant. Yeah. And, like, I was also thinking, like, Chinese takeout? It's funny because that is such a uniquely American thing. It's not Chinese at all. Like, Yeah, that's true. It's, it's uniquely yeah. American, even yeah. though it's technically Chinese food. Yeah, it is so distinctly American. Like, Chinese takeout is such a New York thing, too, you know? But it's also all across the country. So, <clears throat> it's funny because now that you've said that, mm-hmm. you, you made me realize that if I took them to a restaurant in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. I would take them to this place called Sichuan that oh. actually closed. It was my favorite restaurant before they closed. <clears throat> the owners moved to Florida, but they didn't oh. like it there, and they came back. So they're opening again. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so if they open again, I'll take them there. But it's like a Chinese restaurant. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's kind of funny because there's no uniquely American food besides hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah. But even hamburgers even is like from Hamburg. Too. You know? Like that's like Germany or something. Oh, like, yeah, I guess you're something. right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's like we are the... Actually, Mexican food. Like, because North American, Native American food, I don't think we do enough of that to like know what it is mm, yeah i have no clue but mexican food is kind of like a blend of indigenous and Spa- spanish food so that might be like the closest thing one of the cl- mm. oh creole food like mm. creole and southern food soul food like that's also what i think of when i think american food <clears throat> yeah you know thanksgiving style soul food yeah, yeah that's yeah. like pretty uniquely american too i'm curious like maybe you guys can leave comments below if we visited your country, yeah, what sort of restaurant would you take us to? Like, or just anybody. Like, mm-hmm. if anybody visited your country and they were at your house, where would you take them to be like... Even if you're from the U.S. or Canada, like, uh, I'm curious to hear what people say. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, now that I think about it. So, I did study abroad. Mm-hmm. I did study abroad in Japan. And I remember... There was nowhere, like, specific that they took me. But there's, like, a couple of uniquely Japanese foods, like ramen mm-hmm. like which if a lot of people don't know this but ramen in japan is like actually like a real noodle yeah, dish that's yeah, yeah. really good it's not super expensive or anything it's like maybe 10 bucks for a bowl but it's not like uh, 50 cents for a pack it's yeah. it's not like just fast noodles and then also sushi of course everybody knows sushi and it was funny because i had lived in japan at my host family's house for a couple of months before we finally had sushi and it was just like there was lots of other stuff that my host mother cooked for me yeah. that was much more interesting than sushi. But of course, you have to try that at some point. Oh yeah, 
No, it is kind of frustrating. Like, Thai food, I think, is the biggest thing for me. Like, we think of Thai food. It's just like Pad Thai. Is green mm. curry common? Because I've only... Yeah, just yeah, yeah. That. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so much more to it that we don't know about. Like, mm. And I don't know. It's just like sometimes it is frustrating. You go to a market and you're like, why is there not more variety? Well, you can't there? have the whole package. You know, it's kind of like um, you get the highlights. Mm. Like when food, when anything is exported, yeah, like yeah. when a religion is exported, when a food is exported, you kind of get the Cliff Notes version. But it's like based on people's local taste. And I don't, that too, for sure. I don't yeah. know that that's always the best judge of the cuisine, you know? <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, that's interesting because, like, McDonald's mm-hmm. in other countries has different items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, somebody just recently was talking about something at McDonald's in Chile. Like, he took it for granted that all McDonald's had that, and then he came to America and was like, huh. this guy named Zero, he's a pro Smash Brothers player, but <laughs> he was talking about it, but I can't remember what. But, like, Japanese McDonald's, they have, like, teriyaki burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's really interesting. Which is interesting because teriyaki <clears throat> is kind of been co-opted as an American Japanese food. Yeah. But I suppose it is actually. I, I don't know. Well, what in Beijing, about. they <laughs> had like Japanese style curry at KFC. Oh, really? Yeah. Really interesting. Japanese style curry is great. Mm-hmm. Have you had that? Yeah, yeah. At least. Uh, well, they just put like some pork. Yeah, curry like and over rice, cutlets, rice, and, and they always have those like red pickled. If you could get that delivery, I oh would get that God. right now. I'd be, I'd be like, <laughs> so in Japan, the XL size is called Omori. Mm-hmm. All right, man, we need to get two Omori <laughs> katsukare <laughs> right oh, now. <clears throat> Fungal right on now. the double. <laughs> yeah, I I love visiting cities that have Chinatowns. Because there is so much good food that you usually don't get in other places. Like, yeah, yeah. Frog legs. Oh, man. Oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, although I will say, like, so we went to Toronto mm-hmm. in the Algonquin episode, which will be coming oh, yeah. out soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can watch but it right now, if You can watch it right now if you go to patreon.com slash adventure and you pay $2. But, so, in the post hike meal, sorry, this is spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it. We went to Just Marco. skip ahead one minute. <laughs> I've dropped a piece of jerky. <laughs> By the way, sorry for the chewing and eating sounds. <laughs> I know that might not be the most pleasant, but it's making our experience so much better. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to Markham. One minute, 15 seconds. <laughs> and we, we, went, <laughs> we ate at this fantastic dim sum place. Yeah. And they had all sorts of weird foods. We had pig intestine, oh, yeah, and we had yeah, yeah. pig yeah. ear, and all that stuff. All parts of the thing, <laughs> except the main part. <laughs> but I will say, while it was fun and it was good, I would still rather get regular dishes that taste really good. What's regular, though? Like Generally, like, the meat. Mm. Although, I will say, like, like liver, I, I like a lot, because it's like... Oh, liver's, yeah, yeah, it's got a really unique flavor. It's like things like pig ear... I'm like, that's only what you eat if you eat the whole animal, which I'm totally down with, actually. I, w- I wish we used more of the animal. I've had pig ear better, though. Like, I've had it prepared better, I think. Oh, okay, because that, maybe that pig ear wasn't that yeah. good. That fried pig intestine was pretty good, though. Yeah, That yeah. was really, like, soft and buttery. <laughs> um, I had some snails recently at this, uh, well, like, sea snails at a Vietnamese and Thai place. And, like, there's a sauce called Shao, Shao Sha Oats or something. And it's like lemongrass and chili. I fell in love. And like, it was almost, 
I mean, the snails were good, but it's almost wasted. Wait a minute. You, had to... <laughs> you fell in love with the snails? No, the the sauce. The, seasoning. the sauce. Okay. I don't know. Either way, just, I mean, falling in love with the food is a fantastic thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, first time I had snails. Uh... I mean, falling in love, period, is a fantastic thing. But mm. falling in love with food is also a fantastic oh, yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> first time I had snails is like French style. Escargot. Mm. Tastes like mushrooms. Huh? Was Fall Festival the first time you had escargot? No, no, no I had it before that. Mm. No, actually, there's a great anecdote from that. You want to tell it about the escargot? Oh, you mean just like how you're not supposed to eat it yeah, fast? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so we went to Fall Festival in Evansville. Speaking of Evansville, <laughs> um, not this past time. Actually, I went there for the Fall Festival recently. Oh, really? Yeah, we just barely went there. We just went there for lunch. Oh, but, um, no, I think I saw like a thumbnail. <laughs> but we went like ages ago, like in 2010. <clears throat> And um, it was me, Brian, Andrew, and a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. My buddy Jordan, um, and then all the Evansville crew. And we went to the Fall Festival, and the Fall Festival is like the second largest street festival in America. And oh. they, <clears throat> sorry, go on. And they sell <laughs> all my beer. <laughs> and they sell all sorts of foods, but uh, escargot is one of them. And uh, we were eating the escargot, and then somebody was afraid to eat it, and was like, "Oh no, no, you just gotta, you just gotta close your eyes and just swallow it." I'm mm-hmm. like, "No, no, no. If you're gonna be eating this." There's yep. no point in expediting the experience, mm-hmm. okay? Because, like, if you want to expedite the experience where you don't even feel it, then just don't even eat it at all, yeah. you know? So I was like, no, put that in your mouth, swish yeah. it around. Put that in your mouth. Enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Let your tongue, like, really, like, taste it and just, like, go for it, mm-hmm. okay? Like, melt into either the comfortableness or uncomfortableness. Yeah. It's kind of like... I mean, we talked about that so many times. Yeah, it's like relaxing into the discomfort. That's a that's a great phrase. Yeah. Relaxing into the wow, discomfort. A, yeah, good job. <laughs> Way to sum it all up. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Okay, like the only things you shouldn't want to eat ever are human, dog, and cat. <laughs> like if someone's if a culture has been eating a food. Go for it, man. Like, mm. these people have been around for hundreds, thousands of years. They know what's good, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they're they not going to eat something that tastes bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to eat something that tastes bad unless it's, like, really cheap or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, even if what they're eating is, like... So, like, collard greens is a great example. Mm. That's kind of an American food. But collard greens are basically like a weed, mm-hmm. right? But there's a tradition behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's prepared in such a way that it doesn't taste like dog crap. People are in- inventive and ingenious. Right. Like, when necessity arrives, you find a way to make things work. And, on, like, the limitations, that's when magic happens. Like, soul food, it's because slaves were given the worst parts of the animal. Mm-hmm. But, my God, like, I would much rather have, like, pig feet or something than oh, just regular Here's an interesting pork. thing. Here's a really interesting thing. Early humans, mm-hmm. they went after the organ meat, mm. and they gave the muscle meat to the dogs. No, yeah, the liver. The liver was is always the most like honored thing to have. Yeah, you kill the animal, you you're eating that liver raw, right? There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those. It, it like we 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 know now scientifically that those are the most nutrient dense parts of parts of the food. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny that we've lost that. Yeah. And like now we're like, oh man, I only want I only want white meat chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> but like we're missing so much when we don't 
explore those other parts of the food. You know what though? Like I, I've ranted about the dark meat, white meat thing before. <laughs> Go ahead and keep saying white meat is better because <laughs> the dark meat. No, is No, that's cheaper. fantastic because it makes yeah. the dark meat cheaper. It's cheaper and it's more available to us. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like how lobster used to be like a poverty food because they they basically thought it was a giant bug in the sea. <laughs> But now it's like, oh man, if only it were still a poverty food. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you want some lobster? <laughs> like, I got five right here. Yes, I do. Let me bask that butter on it right now. <laughs> oh, I've always had it with vinegar. It's good stuff. <laughs> man, that's great. Um, oh, best lobster I ever had. So, <laughs> my mom, she used to have a timeshare in Belize, which is in Central America. Okay? So... My brother and I and her, we went there together one time, and we went to just some local restaurant. They served lobster. They came out, man, served that lobster, put butter on it. Mm. It was so good. Like, the memory of it right now tastes good in my mouth. Mm. Like, that's how good it was. God, it was so good. Because it was, like, naturally fresh, right? Another good eating story from that trip. We went on this, like, fishing tour or whatever. As you know, as you guys may not know, I get very hangry, which is you know <laughs> hungry when angry when you're hang angry when you're hungry. <laughs> and um, so we were on this like little fishing trip, and they we were just waiting and waiting for the food because the tour guides they were actually like spear fishing, mm-hmm. so they would they were snorkeling and like fishing and stuff. They're getting mm-hmm. our lunch ready. They got the lunch ready. We parked at an island. And then they put all the food in foil and then cooked it all together with the fish they had just caught and the vegetables. Oh, man. And they cooked it all up and then gave us, like, this loaf of white bread. (laughs) It was amazing. Like, one of the best meals I've ever had. Like, I keep a rolling track of the top ten best meals I've ever had. Mm. That's on there. When I went to Bangladesh... Oh my god, so much of the food was so good. I can't good. even imagine, dude. It was so good. Like, right now we're eating this beef jerky, and I'm just, like, thinking about... Oh my god. ...all the other food, and I'm just using this as a proxy. <laughs> it was, like, grilled fish and, like, oh, all these vegetables. Oh my god. I had, we had, like, one dish with, like, bitter melon. Like, South Asian and East Asian bitter melon are different. Like, South Asian's way smaller. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, like, a lot smaller. But, man, it was so good. And, like, I remember... Every meal, there's some sort of flatbread. Like, one of them is oh, just tortillas. Yeah. I didn't like that as much, but like sometimes it's these big poofy fried breads and like. Oh, dude! When I went to uh, New York and I met up with Andreas, we went to. Uh, actually, it's funny. We went to an Indian restaurant mm-hmm. that was at the same location of this place called. Uh, forgot what the name was, but it was a soul food place. Mm-hmm. Oh, soul fixins. Oh, and um, actually, Adam and Danny, they were just telling me recently, they were like, man, Soul Fixings was amazing. I was like, oh, it closed. Remember we were talking about yeah, that last yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. But anyways, we went to that Indian restaurant, and they showed us how they made the naan bread. I remember just seeing that. Just yeah, slapping yeah. it against that clay oven. Yeah, it's on the wall, right? Yeah, it's so cool. That, see, that's the thing. Is like, I, And I totally get it, Like, but it's so easy to get squeamish of other food. But like, this is, <laughs> like, we're in 2016. And these civilizations have been around for thousands of years. Good food is guaranteed. Like, <laughs> so I heard recently that um, figs are like they have like dead wasp yeah, in them or something. I heard that too. And I'm like, I don't care at all. 
Like, why would you even care? Like, if it's how it is, then yeah, like, that's how it is, and they taste delicious. Like, go for it, that's man. That's so weird. Like, kind of makes it cool. Does that mean it's not vegan and vegetarian? Like, that's kind of weird. So, there's a couple of things. Okay, so like, whenever I'm scared to do something, and it's not something that is okay. Let me rephrase. Whenever I'm scared to do something and other people are doing it, mm. I know there's no reason for me to be scared to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unless it's like a skill thing. Oh, if it's a skill thing, that's a little yeah, different. But it's yeah. like it's like jumping rocks, man. Every time I campsite, I see people jumping. I'm going. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. No, no, that 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 was basically the extent of what I wanted to yeah. say. But just like, if you're scared to eat something because you're like, oh, that's weird, and I've never done it before. Yeah. Like, just ask yourself: Is somebody else eating that? Have they said that it's okay for you to eat it? If they say it's okay for you to eat it, man, just go for it. And like. Dig into the experience. Yeah. You know, don't like just don't like... skirt your way around it. Don't plug your nose and just swallow yeah. it without chewing. Because then you haven't, you haven't grown, you know? Yeah, no. I mean, like, really allow yourself to do it. Here's a funny story. When I was a kid, I did not like pizza. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes. How is this even possible? That's what I asked. But it had I, to be tomato sauce that did it. No, I think it was cheese. I didn't really like cheese as a kid. Wow. But for whatever reason, I didn't like cheese. But it's funny because the turtles, <laughs> they ate pizza. <laughs> and like I was just like, man, I want to be like the turtles so badly that I started eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Speaking of which, I want to order a pizza so badly right now. I mean, I you know, even... <laughs> if you want to skirt good decision making, I am right there with you. <laughs> I am right there with you. <laughs> Well, we might need to take a break for that battery, so we might take a break real quick. We might be back with pizza after this. We'll see you in a few minutes. Okay, so uh, we've made the bad decision. Uh, We've ordered the pizza at 10 o'clock at night. Yes. And you know, as my friend would say, everything in moderation, including moderation itself. (laughs) So here's the funny thing, dude. It's like, whatever you do... I think the true key is you must acknowledge what you're doing. Uh, you can't yeah. <laughs> lie about it, okay? Just so, like, if you're going to make a bad decision, just say to yourself, I am going to make a bad decision. Yeah. And then just do it, you know? Because then at least you don't have that added friction of where your body is trying to rationalize mm-hmm. something that you're doing, you know? Oops. Is that your phone? <laughs> so anyways, if you guys are curious, we got a pepperoni pizza and some garlic garlic uh, breadsticks. Yeah. From Papa John's, but they're the only place open right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when I was living in New York, um, I had this friend. Her name was Margie. She's a great friend. I haven't talked to her in a long time, mm-hmm. but... um. I remember her from a video or something. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's hilarious because she was always like looking for adventurous, fun stuff for us to do. And she was like, oh, we should all go to Papa John's for lunch today. They just opened a Papa John's. <laughs> it was like the first time Papa John's had been in New York City. Mm. And like me coming from Indiana, I'm like, you want to go to Papa John's as if it's actually something good? And we went there, and then they were all extremely disappointed. And I'm like, yeah, pr- sorry, guys. I should have told you in advance that it would be really disappointing. Wait. Oh, so is that like a Midwest thing that's never been to New York until then? 
Well, I don't. It's not specifically Midwest, I don't think, but it just had never been in New York City specifically wow. before. That. It was like Midtown, basically. I, I cannot tell the difference between chains. There is one chain. I mean, you can tell the difference between Pizza Hut and Papa John's for sure, right? Which one of them has like the really oily crust? That's Pizza Hut. Okay, that's their pan pizza. It always makes me think of the Yotiao, the the oil sticks, the oh, fried yeah, bread, yeah, Chinese yeah, yeah, fried bread, yeah. Um. Oh, was I? Oh, yeah. So there was a a new place opening in Philadelphia called Ampersand Pizza. I think it, <laughs> that's funny. I think they mean for you to call it and pizza, but they use an ampersand. <laughs> so I will refer to it as ampersand, ampersand pizza. <laughs> but they like before their grand opening, they like kept having like people go inside and like they had dance parties or something. Like it was really, oh, really, weird. yeah. Like if you were cool enough, you could go in and have a dance party. <laughs> Well, speaking of last night, when we went to that wedding, it was a couple cool things happened. One is that the bride and the groom, they prepared a first dance ahead of time. It was fantastic, yeah, dude. I've like, they actually had a nice seen... little choreography. It wasn't just, like, them standing there, basically, and neither of them knowing what to do. It was great. I've never seen a first dance that good. Yeah, no, <laughs> Actually, the DJ fantastic. said he hadn't either. He might have flattered them, but... I don't think so. He wouldn't have said that if he didn't wasn't. That DJ on was good too. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. Being a DJ is like a like I think it, the importance is underrated mm-hmm. because you really need to know how to keep the audience going. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a very important to play those. Oh, nice. <laughs> to play those songs that like really get people going, and then like sometimes <clears throat> slowing it down just a little bit playing a little old-timey song so that the older people can kind of want to yeah, dance yeah. to. Is that why they always do electric slide and cha-cha? And well, they always start with cha-cha, what's the other uh, one? Cupid Shuffle, oh, Cupid Shuffle that's what's the electric slide and all that stuff. They start with those because everybody can just follow along. There's instructions. See, I, on one hand, I appreciate that everyone can do it. On the other hand, I'm banning them from whatever wedding I ever <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's, I don't know, it's like, it's like singing, um... It's like singing Journey at karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just a small town girl. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, everybody does it, and it's just like, it's not, it's not that, I don't know. No, I I get you, I get you. (laughs) No, so I I was a Zumba instructor. I mean, I technically am. But things like the Cupid Shuffle, like, what's great about that is you don't need a leader. Like, the, the... Steps are literally in the song. Yeah, yeah. You have just one or two people who know what they're doing, or who have done it before, and then everybody can follow along, mm-hmm. and it just repeats over and over. So I mean, I, I understand either way, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, but we did a. Were you? You weren't dancing for the game. I was himself, talking to right? the best one, not the best man, but one of the groomsmen, the guy who was my friend's. Brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, but yeah. at one point we did the Gangnam Style dance. Yeah. Uh, so my cousins Jolie and Danny, they were saying that they frequently do the Gangnam style. Mm-hmm. Based on your choreography. Yeah, yeah, from Zumba. And that bald guy who was dancing really well complimented you. Oh, yeah, I complimented him right back because there was this dude who could dance like <laughs> none other. It was amazing. Awesome, yeah. No, I love that, man. <clears throat> oh, but speaking of which, you know, we've talked about this before, but, like, there really is no right way to dance. Yeah. Like, I swear to God, man, like, if you are moved by that music, you will know what to do just start moving and like if you're doing something completely stupid like if you just start going if you do it with confidence you know and you do the full motion yeah you don't try to restrict it no like not only for one thing 
not only is it attractive and looks good, but you will feel good doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, I guarantee you, if you came in with like, oh, I'm supposed to do this, this, and this when I dance, you will not have a good time. Yeah. But if you just let your body do what it's going to do, you're going to have a great Think time. Think of how intertwined music and human humanity is, you know? Oh, We've yeah. We've been playing music for all... We've been dancing for thousands of years, you know? Of course, we're going to have some sort of naturals. Maybe some people better than others. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, that yeah. rhythmic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to have something inside of you that wants to move. Yeah, to something that just wants... Like, it's <clears throat> like how we like to exercise. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, we like that feeling of using what we have. Yeah. You know, this we have these bodies for a reason. Yeah. And, like, sometimes they're used to go kill things and hunt. Mm-hmm. But other times they're just used to just jump around like a little... <laughs> jumping bean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. Sitting around a fire, dancing, eating. Man, I'm looking forward to setting up that tent and sleeping outside tonight. Oh, yeah. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be good. I suppose we don't, don't even really need to set up a tent. We could just <laughs> <laughs> drag some blankets out. <laughs> just sleep straight on the lawn. We've done that plenty of times on actual trips. So. Yeah, that's true. So I'm curious, right now we're burning like a rose bush or something. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like something from the Bible? There's a burning bush, that's all I know. I think it's a rose bush. But I'm just curious, what happens to the thorns when they burn? Do they just burn into ash? You no, know, these thorns are not actually thorns. They are something else. So there's like three different types of thorns. One is like a modified leaf. Another is a modified something else. Like one of these... You know those horizontal lines on like certain trees? It's one of those that's modified. Like a cherry tree or like a birch tree, you see those lines. There's this term for that and like there's another like a spine or something is a modified one of those and then whatever's on this, I think this is actually a spine, is just like a bark. Like it's mm. not So like on some plants thorns will be like where a branch or a tree or a leaf would normally come out of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the point being that it would probably be- <laughs> <laughs> it probably burn like the rest of the wood. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, mm. <laughs> like, like I said, some sort of profound philosophical thing. <laughs> Man, I love profound philosophical things. Do you have you ever watched the show Ice Road Truckers? <laughs> no, I remember you talking about it many times. <laughs> that is the most relaxing show, man. Yeah. It's like these dudes. Right? And and gals, too. There's a girl. There's a girl on that show. She was great. And there's multiple girls. Everybody on that show, they would drive from Alaska to this place called Prudhoe Bay. Mm. And, like, it was just the most relaxing show to, like, watch at night and just be... Like, they, they faked the drama, and the drama was so <laughs> stupid. But <laughs> Still driving. Oh, oh, there's a squirrel. <laughs> They would always end the commercial break with like, dun, 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 dun. and it was just like they were passing another truck on the highway. <laughs> but I don't know what made me think of that. But um, that was a great show. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you- Way better than Adventure Archives. <laughs> Do you remember the tweet I sent you? From Discovery, and it was like so, it was one of those sorts of shows. It was like, but it, it was one of these Discovery shows where it's like people in a truck and like something about the forest and wilderness. <laughs> but literally, it was just like drone shots, and then a shot of the three people 
in the truck talking, and they're like saying these scripted things, like, yeah, "Oh, you, you showed me, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right." And it was like, "Yeah, you know, like dangerous bears are out there," and it was so like weirdly fake and overly dramatized. And, mm-hmm. and Discovery, if you want us to put our show on your channel, we will. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny is that how much our show is just the real thing. Like oh, yeah. it's like. We it really is pretty much just what <laughs> we do. <laughs> like the only thing that's different is that we actually have to go set up a camera mm-hmm. to do what we do. But there's surprisingly little drama or like acting or like fake scenarios. Like to yeah. like kind of a pathological degree, really. <laughs> because like a lot of stuff we could fake and just make it like much more streamlined and like that's or just like look. make ourselves look better too. Like, like our like, crappy fire sometimes, like, mm-hmm. we could just say, oh, we got a fire started, and not show the whole... Debacle. <laughs> yeah, debacle. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I feel like a newcomer watching our show, seeing the Allegheny episode, they might think we tried to, like, overemphasize how scary those sticks were. Oh! Because you watch it in hindsight, you're like, well, it's, it's not that stick, scary, man. though. That was scary, man. Like, I don't know why. I was scared. Oh, my God, <clears throat> dude. So I was taking point at that time. The wave of fear that washed over me when I saw those sticks was indescribable. What did you notice first? Was it the ones on the ground? Because I know you mentioned that, and I didn't even notice those at first. I don't know. I just liked the whole thing, and I was just like, I literally stopped dead in my tracks. You can see that in the video. But just like, you know that wave of fear that you get when something terrifying yeah, happens? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, what's happening? You know, like, yeah. And I was like, oh, God. This is thing- so scary. The thing that caught my attention was this one stick. It was like the second from the left. There were four yeah, yeah, of those yeah, yeah. There. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it had like, it looks like a person. It had like a second little branch coming off the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost had like moss on the bottom, like boots. It had like a limb coming out at the top that looked like an arm. And somehow to me, it looked like a person. And oh, it, was just it like, did look a little like a person. Like I understand how so you unsettling, thought that. You know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we gotta get some lighting. <laughs> Put some of them leaves on there. Man, the Halloween's coming up. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Halloween. Yeah. Man, that was a good night, dude. Yeah. You can actually see a fair number of stars out here, too. I love, like, one great thing about living in suburbia is the air quality. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It smells so good at this time of year. It's like that cold, crisp air. Yeah. times <laughs> this is good times good times indeed man you would be nice hmm. if we had thomas and brian here <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be doing those commentaries soon oh brian. yeah so that's yeah that's I, have we talked about that anywhere publicly we mentioned it at the beginning of the episode oh, okay yeah well we're gonna be doing commentaries for the episodes which should be pretty fun get some behind the scenes was that a thorn I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> so have we talked about in a previous podcast about a place that you would really like to go? Like as far as another country goes? <laughs> I think so, but go ahead. Norway? Oh, yeah, we did, definitely. Because <laughs> yeah, Norway is mine. If you already know it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Although U.S. road there, trip would be really cool. Yeah. You know, it's actually. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Mine, <laughs> mine is a whole different kind of tangent. Well, I was thinking it'd be really fun to go on a road trip and just film it like a movie or something. Oh, and like thinking about how. Yeah. You'd get the wilderness, you get the rural towns, you get like the cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get everything. Yeah. yeah, and like seeing all the different. Oh, I love it, man. I love the idea of just having all your stuff in one van. You got your friends and you're so just appealing, man. And so, yeah. Oh. What I was going to say is so interesting how there's that constant push and pull, at least for me, of wanting stability. Yeah. And staying at home and safety. And then the other part of wanting adventure mm-hmm. and unpredictableness and going out to places you've never experienced. Which one do you feel more thing. of? Well, no, it varies. Mm-hmm. Like, I think probably the majority of the time I feel like the home thing. Uh-huh. But when I'm feeling, like, really physically healthy and, like, really good, it's usually, like, the exploring and let's go do things. Yeah. And, you know? Mm-hmm. Physical health definitely has a lot. Cause like, oh, it's a huge part of it, dude. There's so many days where I'm like, I just want to sit here and like play video games. Mm-hmm. But if I feel healthy, then I'm like, yeah, let's like go do something. Yeah, like, oh, today's a perfect instance. Mm. Like I felt really good today, and I was like, before we left back to come back here from Evansville, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, let's go do something. We just went out and played Frisbee, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was fantastic, and that was like nothing special, but... Yeah. Like just you just had this desire to go, like, do something, mm-hmm. you know? And I wonder sometimes if, like, our ancestors had a great best-of-both-worlds sort of blend. Because, like, a lot of hunter-gathering people were nomadic, but they all stick together, so there's always a sense of home, you know? Okay. The pizza has arrived. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking about before. I don't either. And I realize I've had this headlamp around my neck the whole time. <laughs> you have. <laughs> we apologize if uh, you don't currently have a pizza and breadsticks in front of you. <laughs> You're watching this on YouTube. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so we got uh, garlic breadsticks and supreme pizza. It's <laughs> 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 like such a terrible idea, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> really bad idea. <laughs> It's like that's what these companies prey on, man. Mm. They prey on people like us who are just hungry late at night and like, hey, we'll just deliver it to you. <laughs> vegetables, man. Yeah, I feel like you got to have vegetables mm-hmm. on a pizza. Like pepperoni and cheese is like one of my favorites, but vegetables really do add a lot to it. My friend Jess had a roommate who never ate vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I think he went on a diet at some point and started eating salad, but... He didn't eat vegetables at all? Almost. Hardly ever, apparently. Oh, that's really weird. <clears throat> Today's theme is guilty pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion on um, patting away the grease on pizza? <laughs> is that a thing that people do? <laughs> You don't know that? I mean, I suppose I did know that some people do that, but why would you do that? You're eating greasy pizza. Just leave the grease on. <laughs> I'm trying to be healthy, I guess. <laughs> I think the wrong step was taken when you ordered the pizza. <laughs> In terms of being healthy. <laughs> you know what? 
what the constant balance is. Understanding that, yes, nobody lives forever, so you might as well live it up. Mm. But at the same time, let's not go too crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Like, don't do this every day, you know, but... Dude, what's your favorite pizza? What do you mean? Like, brand or type? Uh, Both. But I was specifically thinking, like, what's your favorite pizza shop? Honestly, I have no idea. Like, every time I've had pizza, they've all been really good. I've never ranked them. Mm. I've never been able to rank them. Mm. What do you mean you're never able to rank them? Well, maybe part of it is I just haven't had all the chains enough, but, like... I mean, like, local pizza. My favorite pizza place is local. Puccini's, like yeah, I talked yeah. about earlier. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like... So, when I went to... When I was in college, there were, like, three places. There's Drake's, which is, like, the campus pizza. <clears throat> really standard, greasy, thin crust sort of stuff. Good stuff. There's Adriatico's. Whenever people got their stuff, it was always, like, thick crust, square cut, mm-hmm, rectangle mm-hmm, pizza. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And there's Catfish Biss, also, like, thin, sort of greasy stuff, but they also do thick crust. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I feel like it depends on my mood, but... Mm. Maybe style of pizza is a better way to approach this question. Yeah, let's let's not go with place, but, like, style mm. of pizza. <clears throat> I haven't had deep dish in so long, but I feel like whenever I've had it, it's been great. Like Chicago style, where it's, like, dripping yeah. in tomato sauce? But then some people say that's an abomination, so I don't know. Mm. New York style pizza's good, but it's never, like, struck me as, like, super special. Mm. There's late night slice in Columbus that's always good, but usually I get it when I'm writing, like drinking stuff and it's late at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you need anything at that yeah, point. Yeah. <clears throat> I think like my favorite part is the dough. Mm. Because like I really like bread. You like the thick crust. Though. Yeah, so I like that chewy kind of like this Papa John's is pretty good. Mm. I don't know, man. Like it's hard to one time I made a pizza and I had found some ramps, like wild garlic, wild leeks. Mm-hmm. Blended those up, mixed it into the dough with an egg. Made a pizza out of that. Wow. Oh, That's great. You put it in the dough itself? Mm-hmm. Wow, dude. And I also made linguine that style, too. You know awesome. one thing I admire about you? Mm-hmm. Is that when you make stuff, especially when it comes to cooking, <laughs> you don't give a crap <laughs> if it's been done before or if it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do stuff like that more because, like... I don't know. I just I feel like I need. I to feel do like something. you do it all the time, <laughs> especially compared to like most people. Maybe, maybe. I don't. I don't know. For me, like, I have a tendency to like if I don't know exactly how something is supposed to be done, I don't want to do it. Hmm. See, I get every time I cook. I mean, this is almost to a fault, but like when I cook, I just do it by eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do it more like an art than a science, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I've been putting off making kimchi so long because I've told myself the next time I do it, I need to get the recipe down. Mm-hmm. I haven't done mm-hmm. it for like a year now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. Like, that's funny, too, because I don't really follow a recipe when I make my sauerkraut. But I thought you had one now. I suppose I do, but it, it was never from a recipe. It was just kind of like my eyeball. But did you, like, measure it out? Oh, I suppose I used uh, measuring. I used a tablespoon. Mm. So the the other thing is, like, sometimes I get obsessed with certain things. I don't know if that's something people notice about me, but... I mean, I, well, like what? Well, like, 
No, you probably noticed. Like, I get I get into certain things, and like my most recent thing, I mentioned earlier, like, like your a, authentic Mexican tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> like, I'll get stuck on one thing for a while, and like kimchi was obviously it for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now it's like I really want to try cooking this like Vietnamese seasoning thing, like cooking mm-hmm. something in that seasoning. Mm-hmm. Lemongrass, chili, garlic. What seasoning is it? So like you get oil, lemongrass, chili, sugar, um, garlic. Mm. Which is really good, sweet, savory like seasoning. Mm-mm. I had um, we had this potluck for this Ohio plant class I took once, and I bought I brought three cups chicken like Taiwanese style where you take one part soy sauce, one part sesame oil, one part like rice wine. Mm-hmm cook the chicken in that <clears throat> put basil on it but i also season it with like uh spice bush berries and stinging nettle well i had stinging nettle as like a vegetable and then i brought like some puff balls mm. that was like one of my proudest moments <laughs> that sounds great i bet people liked it too didn't they mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay here's a question because someone brought buffalo chicken and everyone loved that mm-hmm. it didn't do much to me for me well like, buffalo chicken isn't like buffalo wild wings Type of chicken wing type of thing? It was like ground chicken, but like buffalo seasoning. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because there's no sweetness, but like it didn't do much for me. Mm. So is there any like really popular thing you don't like? Really popular thing I don't like. Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But I will say, one of the easy traps to fall into, I've talked about this before, like in a vlog or something, <clears throat> but it's like whenever something's really popular... Like, it's really easy to be like, oh, I, I don't do that, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't do that stuff. I think specifically in the vlog I was talking about man buns. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really funny because, like, I started growing out my ponytail, like, right when that became in. I didn't know that until after somebody told me. And I had, like, this really strong desire to be like, oh, I don't want to follow trends. But I really feel like sometimes you need to ignore trends and, like... If it's something you like or something you think is cool, whether it's a trend or it's not a trend, you need to go forth because it's something that you specifically See, think is cool. That's funny because like sometimes not following the trend makes you means you're actually following it just as much as anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're a slave to the trend mm-hmm. even though you're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really thing, weird thing because like as a human, right? Mm-hmm. You need outside validation to know what you're doing is right. Let's take something like Adventure Archives, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. We would do the episodes for ourselves, whether anybody was watching or not, right? right. Mm-hmm. But would we really put the same amount of effort mm. that we put into it now if only we were watching? You know? Yeah. Like, would we just be like, oh, well, that's good enough. That's, mm-hmm. Let's just, yeah, let's put it out just for the fun of it. Like, we, especially if, like, nobody else was even able to watch it. We definitely wouldn't be going as, like, often as we... Which is like it's not that we don't want to go out as, as often, but I don't think we'd like. Be yeah, yeah, no, I just like it. It's that little push because like we made so many. We called them good times videos, yeah, but it was just yeah. like um, videos of our trips and like a picture collage slideshow type of deal. <clears throat> we made so many of those, and they literally weren't even posted online. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't even post them on YouTube. And if we did post them on YouTube, we post them on our own page. And I guess they technically were public, but they didn't even have names that would be searchable. They would have like five views and they were all ours. Yeah. 
So for all intents and purposes, they were just viewed by us, but we still loved making them, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's a weird thing because, like, once you have outside validation that people are like, oh, I'm interested in this, it kind of changes the way that you... So it's like it's always that balance. You have to do things for yourself, yeah, but also yeah. do things for other people. It's all a balance, yeah. Because mm-hmm. obviously you need to remain... You need to keep the integrity mm-hmm. and, like, keep doing things that you find good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But having other people wanting to see it really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just really enjoying eating this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Here's a topic. How should one live in the sense that should we just kind of let life coast along? Or should we be constantly setting goals and then striving for those goals, achieving them, then setting new goals? Now, what's the most important thing in life? You know? Mm. See, I feel like it's more a question of how far out do the goals go? Mm. Because I, in a sense, I a lot of times I feel I, I feel like I let life just go. Mm-hmm. But I said goals is just goals within that same day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I were going to answer it, to me, it's like so often we're so set. I'm looking so far in the future, we forget about that now. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I focus a lot on the now, almost to a fault. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's good to have a general idea of where you're going. But because <clears throat> I know for me, like right now, my life is going pretty well. <clears throat> Everything's more or less in place. So I'm living day at a time, right? But I have like these vague notions. Mm of things I would like to do mm-hmm. that I haven't really solidified. And sometimes I wonder if like, if you want those to be a reality, you have to actually solidify them and then make them happen. You know, mm. not that it really matters either way, because for me, when I really get down to thinking about it, I think like the most important thing is every individual interaction you have with the person place thing what you do like those individual interactions that's the most important thing because mm-hmm. those things all combined make up your total experience see I agree with that on a lot of sense, a lot of aspects but I also feel like it's important to keep sight of a larger picture because mm. like I don't know you can only do so much as an individual sometimes you need a well if you're talking about specifically social movements, that's kind of a different topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, just on an individual, in individual level, life, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's because like, like, man, if I worked like a minimum wage job, mm-hmm. but I was making enough money, and I was having really good, fun, fulfilling interactions with mm-hmm. other people every day, would I really care so much that I didn't have the exact job that I wanted? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I also think about how, like, if you meet new people, you're not thinking about, oh, how is this person going to fit into the puzzle piece of my life, you know? Like, how, mm-hmm. yeah. what am I going to bring them to? What am I not going to bring them to? No, you're just focused on the interaction you're having in the moment with them, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think it'd be... I think it'd be weird to focus on anything else besides what's happening in that moment. That's true. Like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm focusing on how good this pizza tastes. <laughs> I'm not focusing on the fact that tomorrow I'll be like, mm, I don't feel so great. Maybe I ate a full pizza. 
that was probably why. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's important to do that. Although a lot of that even is like your current state affects that. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not about just like giving in to your every desire all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like right now, I'm not worried about how unlistenable this podcast is. That phone just fall. <laughs> yeah. I just leave it. <laughs> I mean, we could probably end it right here. <laughs> Do you have anything else? Any burning desires that you want to talk about? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I think this has been a pretty good, <laughs> lengthy episode. This has been fun. We'll have to call it like the non sequitur episode or something. <laughs> I hope that um, our eating noises weren't too bothersome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like eating noises can go either way from. Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Because on the one hand, I could be listening and be like, oh, man, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm eating with you guys. <laughs> but on the other hand, I'm like, man, would you guys shut up and stop chewing? <laughs> good times, though. Good times. <laughs> I think it's uh, good that this has been about three hours or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because we have not done a podcast in a long time. <laughs> That's true. So, like, for those of you who have been asking, where is Campfire Chronicles? It's back, baby. <laughs> yeah, so closing thoughts? Closing thoughts? Anything you want to... Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. As you, as Andrew Lynn, the individual. Because I know what I would say, but I don't know what you would say. Because if I were you, then you'd be me. And I'd use your body to get to the stop. If you could tell people one thing, just one thing, that would make the world a better place, what would it be? Love people... With the full extent of your heart. And take the love you feel for an individual and apply that to all aspects of your life and all levels of society. Give me some practical meaning to that. Okay. So how would somebody... If you told somebody that, what were they? What are they supposed to do? So, you meet someone for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's two ways it can go. One, you can be like... Have these preconceptions about them. Be all judgy. And don't... Like, I do this all the time. Oh, this guy's a douchebag, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let's preface everything we've said. It's it's if it experience. sounds like we're judging people, no, no, no. We're, we're talking about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you can go in with the mindset of, like, this person's, you know, he doesn't go jive with me, blah, blah, blah. Or you can go in with the mindset, like, look, I'm not going to judge this guy. I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to let him be my, himself. I'm going to be cordial. Let's talk. Let's be human beings one-on-one. Just a... Like, do that with every person you meet. Focus on the love you have for them. But don't just keep it at this individual level. Apply that feeling of love that you feel in these individual interactions to everything in life. Think really hard about your actions, your decisions, your role in society, and how you can bring this sort of, like, compassion and love and human connection on all levels of life and society, basically. Mm-hmm. Like so, are are the things that you believe in how the world should be? Do those make the world a better place where that sort of thing can happen, or do they leave people behind? And are you judging people? You know, let me give you a perfect example. <clears throat> the other day, my mom and I and my grandma, all three of us, we were going to go to the library and vote early, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so my grandma's there early, and she's like, "Oh, the line's getting pretty long. You guys better come here." So my mom and I, we went, and we get there, and the line's really long, the line's not moving at all. And I'm like, oh, man, I instantly regret this. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm like, and my mom was like, oh, well, grandma can take me home. You can just go. So I was like, okay, see you later. I instantly left, okay? Mm-hmm. That's not the important part of the story. The important part of the story is that my mom was there, still in the line, and somebody in line, the machine, the voting machines broke. Somebody in line just started getting so angry. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's just ridiculous. They had Bright House internet. Bright House is down everywhere. How can you be down? Blah, blah, blah. Was that during the DDoS attack? Oh, maybe it was that same day. Mm. I don't remember. But in any case, she's just getting so angry. She's like giving the voting guy a hard time. He's just a volunteer. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just a volunteer. He didn't do, he didn't, he signed with us to help. Okay? She's just making the world a crappy place. So let's break this down. I don't know who she's voting for. I don't care who she's voting for. She is making the world a demonstrably worse place Mm -hmm. with her behavior. Mm -hmm. So whatever she believes in doesn't matter. It's how she's putting the the interaction she's putting out into the universe. Not even into the universe. Let's not get esoteric. The interaction she's putting out with other people. Are making is bringing everybody down. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you believe in, even if it's like you believe in something good, if your actions do not reflect what you believe, you're not helping anything. And I would say vice versa. If your actions on an individual level are good, but logically the things you believe, and uh, it's so easy to rationalize. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Like if logically what you believe does not lead to that sort of kind, good interaction on a whole, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a larger scale. Think about your beliefs, you know? Yeah. Think about it. That's all. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very vague. And <laughs> 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 okay, what about you, though? Oh, no, that's, that's, that's basically all I say. <laughs> I was like, um, don't worry about what you're doing. Don't worry about what you're saying. Just worry about the look on the other person's face when you're interacting with There's them. There's a great quote. It's like, people will not remember what you did or what you said. They'll remember how you made them feel. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Forget who said that. But <laughs> That's a great quote. Mm. Fantastic quote. That I could tell a story about that. But instead, we're going to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. Yes. Thank you very much for joining me. Let's let's uh, toast our microphone. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching this devolution, devolution of, of an episode. <clears throat> How many hours has this been? <laughs> like they no said, idea. the pizza would take like at least thirty minutes. And I feel like I got here in 10 minutes. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for watching. Yes, thank you. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>